There we are. Here comes some music. Tax the rich, feed the poor, tell there are no rich no Mr. Alvin Lee finishes his little introductory tune. I'd love to change the world. Just don't know what to do. Well, we're finding out what to do. We just can't get enough people in there just yet to get it accomplished. But the good news is we're working on it. The other good news is we're making some progress. And a bunch of you on here listening and on the board here today are the result of that. And I'm really glad you're here. And you know how much I care about each and every one of you and how special all of us are. Because when it comes right down to it, we're the chosen ones, I believe. We're chosen to look out, seek, find, and apply the truth. Oh, and the other, or you're not here. What? 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 You're not hearing anything. <laughs> Looks like he muted himself. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, come on. You guys, do you not hear me? Oh crap. Didn't touch a thing. Let's see. Hold it. All right. Can you hear me now? Can you, can, you, can you guys hear me now, please? Now, yes. Oh, I hear you. God almighty. Please give me some more technical problems. Please, Lord. Jeez almighty. Okay. So I'm sorry. Uh, here, let's see if we can get going again. You can't hook up, can't hear me, can't do this, can't do that. All right. We'll see if we can't get going. You can hear me now, right? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, as I was saying, it's uh, uh, we're we're a small bunch, but we're getting better and we're getting bigger, and uh, we're trying to overcome all these obstacles and difficulties. Good morning. Roger Sales here with you. Radio Ranch, September 15th, I think. Isn't that the date? I believe that's what it is. Uh, and, uh, of course, we're here to try and help you get free and understand how to do it and get to a point where you can take action, explain it to others, and increase our numbers. Boom. That's it. See you later. Show's over. Uh <laughs> Uh, so anyway, we had a pretty good, uh, I thought session with Mr. Stat Miller yesterday. Um, I could see a couple of things hit him pretty hard. Uh, I've gotten, I was surprised I didn't get more response on requests for the document lingerie, uh, get more, uh, response for the documents because I would have thought his audience would have been a little more responsive, but I did get a few and uh answered those um and we'll see as folks any folks on today that uh, w w are here because of that appearance yesterday mm -hmm, none okay well no problem uh as we were talking about pardon me hey dave hey i'm finally back on and you did a great job with john yesterday i love that show Thank you. You know, it's really difficult, and you can tell the difference. I was thinking about it right before we 
go went on here this morning can you tell the difference on how you can get into stuff without all those spots per hour i mean invariably when you get to some critical point all of a sudden you got two or three minutes of commercials and it drives me crazy and the reason we're here with paul english and have to go through all these little snafus that we have to go through like just now with this audio thing that didn't work and i don't know why because we were talking all of a sudden boom i can't hear him Uh, but the reason is so we don't have to go through that and we can get in here and take these very complex subjects which are cattywumped in people's minds intentionally with sophisticated Pavlovian conditioning and we can talk through them without getting interrupted like that it was every time I got to some important point plus E.V. Ferguson or whatever there's the music you know and that's why I really really have a uh, burr under my saddle about commercial radio okay is because i know they got to do that to pay the bills okay and yet it really interrupts and breaks up any kind of a dedicated conversation on especially complex topics anyway i thought we got the good points across uh, amazing how fast two hours goes um and uh i'm sure we'll be back on there on some kind of a basis i hadn't heard from john yet today or after the show but i don't think that's too unusual uh i thought we hit the high points pretty well there's a lot of things i'd like to have brought out we just couldn't flat get to you know um so anyway that's uh, it is what it is i'm supposed to do another show today uh 30 minutes after we end here but the guy uh jeff he hadn't sent me any kind of a i'll send you a link where you can go i hadn't seen anything and we're started our show so i guess he's going to send me something either between this or in the 30 minutes before i go on with him and uh uh, jeff i don't blame you for anything man (laughs) um and and, but uh, it's amazing to me how uh you know that people aren't a little more something as important of course i guess i can be on with him anytime uh so we'll see is his name is dornick jeff dornick i asked yesterday has anybody ever heard of this guy i don't think i have okay well he's out of california and he says he's, his, his organization is called the gatekeeper or the gatekeepers i'm not sure if it's plural or singular um which part of california I have no idea, uh, okay. but uh, but he, he he has a Rumble channel. You might want to look pop over there on Rumble and do a search on the gatekeeper and see gatekeepers and see if it shows up. Uh, and he said he gets his most response off of an iTunes channel um, that he's got somewhere, and I'm I don't know uh, which one that is. Um, my familiarity with Apple is not great. Um, so anyway we'll see about that and if we don't make it today i'm sure we'll get on there another day and he's interested in uh, what grabbed my attention he said he had between 20 and thirty thousand listeners uh that's that's pretty sizable little group to put this information in front of um so got a couple of really nice responses from folks i got one guy (laughs) one guy sent me the request for the document and he said thank you and there's and there's the icons you know and there's like hands praying (laughs) 
out next to it. So like an answer to a prayer, and I'm sure this is for a lot of people. Uh, I had a couple of uh, people in, in dire straits with loans, and student loans and commercial loans, and they're, you know, dinging her and all kinds of stuff, and she can't. she's so broke she can't even afford a passport card and uh what do i do does this help and you know all that kind of stuff people looking desperately for answers i'm sure there's a lot of people in that situation in our country in this world these days um remember there's two ways you can enslave people force and debt uh so it was a good appearance and uh uh, i think we'll uh, be back on there some more and get some more exposure and uh, have a little bit of time. I thought Stat Miller handled it pretty well yesterday. Uh, was fairly congenial. He got off on a jag once or twice. And I wanted to yank him back because you know you only got two hours. We're trying to hit the high points and get people enough information as important as you can. You're interrupted by spots and you get off talking about something that doesn't even apply. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. I thought we did a pretty good job. You guys evidently did, too. Thank you, Dave, for instigating that kind of. And uh, so let's get to our business here. Is there anything anybody's got that we need to address here? I know Scott had a question or something. Scott sent me a uh, – I found a YouTube video on how to fill out a passport as a U.S. national. It was a black guy doing it. I listened to a little bit of it, and I wasn't going to listen to 20 minutes of it. And he's going, well, I'm getting ready to file. I need to know that he's different from you and this, that, and the other. Scott, are you with us this morning? Okay. Well, Scott's not with us, so I can't address that at this point. Does anybody else have anything we need to talk about? Yes, Scott. Pardon me? Scott's Yes. You're a little blurred. I can't even understand who you are. Can Can you get a little unblurred, please? Hello? Boy, it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Roger, Scott is talking to you. You can't hear him, I guess. Well, I, I can't imagine I can't hear him. Can you hear him? Your, your signal's good, Scott. Hey, Scott, reconnect, man. I think this is a Jitsi problem today. Unless somebody wants to relay what Scott's telling me, because I don't hear nothing, and that's never happened here except with the other day one time or something. Uh, Jeez almighty. Ah, Can I go back to bed? Um, Everybody, let's do a roll call. A couple people, take your mute off and say hello and see if we can communicate if this is a problem across the board or whatever. I think, did Scott just come back on? Can I not hear anybody? Holy smokes. Can somebody say something, please? All right, I'll leave and come back. Okay, I'm back. Get can you docked up? Can anybody hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. All right, I can hear other people. I heard Dave when I was coming back on. Scott, are you on? Can you hear me, Rob? I hear you now. Okay. All right. God, I hate technical problems. This crap. 
I hate it. I do too. I do too. And it 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 really bad out here on the coast. We're we're fairly limited. So I'm lucky. I get what I get when I get it. You know, well, you gotta so. be got yeah, gratitude's a good thing for all of us to have. But boy, sometimes it's real hard to apply, isn't it? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? That is. <laughs> okay, Scott. Now I didn't listen to twenty minutes of this black guy going over how to fill out a passport application. It almost sounded a little bit like James, our buddy James, but I don't think it was. But it, and you did you watch the whole twenty minute video? Scott. Action again. Yeah, shit. Oh, Scott. All right. I just heard, oh, ship, ship high yeah, in transit. Kind of shows muted in red. Anyways, uh, Dave. Who, it's just coming got, on. It's muting my damn microphone. And, and you think this stuff is something's up or what? Dave? Hello. Can you hear me? I'm not sure yet. Um, but I just can I you hear me? Prepared as you can. Um, you know we know it's on. And God damn! Hello. Hello. Thanks can you hear me? Can you hear me? Rogers, <coughs> Rogers back. Can you hear me, please? Yes, yes Roger. sir. <laughs> okay. Scott. Scott. Hey, Roger, can you hear me? I hear you. Okay. What the hell's wrong anyway. with these people today? Uh, poison in the... Poison in the link, huh? No, it's something in the software. They just have hiccups every now and then. But why the whole microphone? It gives me, it's muting me without me touching anything, okay? So I don't know what's going on. Did you listen to the whole 20-minute video of this guy? Yes, I did. Okay, where were the differences in what we teach? You know, the passport application is not difficult, Okay. There, the only trick in there is the what were your parents citizens of the United States, and the filing, being able to know to attach something to overcome the presumption. Other than that, everything's pretty straight. What differences are you concerned about? Well, in what he was stating, and what he had come up with was, you do not put that you're a citizen. You do not put that your parents are citizens. You put no on all that stuff. He's wrong. And He's wrong. And they were. They, well, I'm just telling you what the video said. I'm not, you know, I'm just telling okay. you what the video well, said. Well, I'm telling you how to overcome that kind of crap, okay? What we know is if you're born into it, the only way you can get out of it is to submit something to the Secretary of State. That goes back to 1835, okay? That's almost 200 years ago, all right? So we know that. That's a given, all right? So if your parents didn't know to submit some sort of a disclaimer to the Secretary of State to change status, they're citizens of the United States, period. Okay? Okay, so he's, he's giving out incorrect He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's trying to impute stuff that he doesn't understand what's really happening. I, underst I understand why he wants to say no, but that unless your parents did it, they're in that capacity, aren't they? 
I mean, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just I just stumbled across this. Uh, well, I mean, listen, video I've been like, dealing, oh, this is I've been dealing uh, with mis- I've been dealing with mis and disinformation in the patriot community for thirty years. This ain't nothing new, right? I understand that, but I'm just saying I thought it was interesting. That's that's okay, basically well, uh, well, you know, and I'm fixing a file here soon, and I just wanted to be you know this is new to me and i uh i just wanted to be clear as a bill well Uh, that's why i'm trying to that's why i want to come on here and take the time to address it today for you and everybody else okay yeah i mean listen there's other people that have different approaches to this we never cross paths they don't know my stuff they probably don't have any ideas the damn feudal system okay james that came on here he was driving with a custom plates and a and a passport card long before he found us and he'd done that through copper moonshine still they got some good stuff on there they don't know it's the feudal system i think they're telling people that stuff right there i had somebody else the other day said i did this before and i checked that my parents weren't citizens of the united states do i need to correct it I, uh, yeah, evidently it was successful last time i don't know okay but i right. do know that it's the feudal system and i do know that if they there's only one way out of it to change your status and if you don't do that you're in the other status it's either one or the other okay so if they ask the question were they citizens of the united states it doesn't matter whether they were or not it matters what your decision is absolutely okay so it's almost a mute point. Moot, moot, moot point. Moot. Okay. Mute Spanish. No, I don't want to say mute <laughs> the damn thing or mute my damn microphone again, okay? <laughs> hey, Roger. Yes. This is Doug in California. Hey, Doug. Hi. Uh, question. Good. I went to file. I was going to file yesterday, and then I, I'm doing a renewal. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it says for the delivery for expedited or any application goes to the passport processing center, and not to the State Department uh, Secretary of State. Well, I can believe that. So what's going to be for Hold on, Jeff's wanting to talk. Just let Doug finish, and then you can add something, Jeff. Go ahead, Doug. So do you recommend sending to the Secretary of no, State? Or I rec- the no, I recommend sending to the Passport Center if that's what they tell you what to do. If you're just sending okay. the affidavit in cold, send it to the Secretary of State Administrative Records Department. If you're attaching it with a passport, you want to send it to the passport pa- application. I, You know, they got separate offices. They probably don't uh, process passports there at the Secretary of State's office. So, Understood. But, but they do have an administrative department, and if you're filing without a passport application, that's where you'd want to send it, okay? Now, Doug, did you hear okay. us with the expedition thing, all right? If you're going to expedite it and pay the extra $60, I think, whatever it is, put travel dates in there, okay? If no, you, you have to prove it, those. No, I said you have to prove those dates. Well, then don't put them in there and don't expedite it. Because here's what's going to happen. Okay. If you don't have travel dates in there, they put it on the bottom of the expedition pile. If you got travel dates on there, they put it on the top. If they put it I on the bottom, before. it probably isn't going to get processed any faster than just regular and you save yourself 60 bucks. Well, maybe I'll, I'll put my travel plans for December. Well, you know, uh, it, you do what you want. Again, what I tell people not to try, try and not do is lie. 
you don't want to lie to these well, people. You know, I mean, the story was, and if you hadn't heard this, when I first started doing this, there was a guy, retired Army, who was in jail. He'd been in jail for six months down in Florida, and he was writing the senator of Florida to try and get him out of jail. And the reason he was in there was lying on a passport application. He was a retired Army guy. He'd been down at Guantanamo Bay, okay? And what the way he did it, he'd applied before. I don't know how he did it, honestly. He said, well, I did an application before, but I didn't sign it. But he sent it in somehow. And then he went to apply later, and it says, have you ever applied for a passport before? And he checked no. And they've had him yeah. in jail for six months. Well, I can always change my plans and not go to Costa Rica. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I listen, this is one of those things I don't know what to tell you to do, okay? All I can right. tell you is what the parameters are and let you make the decision. So if I don't do expedited, I'm going to make copies of my affidavit, which is Harvey's affidavit, yeah. a copy of my passport application, and have the notary notarize those, and I'm going to carry them with me. Okay, you can do that. Okay, thank you. Uh huh. Um, you know, if you file without a passport application, then you can always wait. I don't know how long to tell you to wait. I don't know how efficient the bureaucracies are up there these days. Everybody's got COVID fever. You know, uh, the IRS didn't open any mail for six months. Six months. Okay, they said it was going to take them a year to catch up, or more, probably more. But if you do have a point where you can file a FOIA, if you're, if you're really nervous about receiving it and doing right with it, you can go back and do a Freedom of Information request and request your, your administrative file and see if it's in there. Okay, I just about guarantee you it'll be in there. You know, when it comes to these kind of things, generally they do things real right, you know. It's the bureaucracy that's working. They know what they're supposed to do, and they pretty well follow through, I, to my experience. Okay. So anyway, um, Doug, and once, uh, uh, you know what you could do, um, you could, well, actually you could have the notary do a notary that, that I witnessed Doug sign this and fill it out. And this was return receipt requested, uh, and all that and put the number of the return receipt requested. Cause it's a renewal for you. So you're mailing it in. All right. And I watched him seal the envelope and, maybe, hell, take her to the post office with you and buy her lunch, you know. <laughs> I watched him give it to the postal clerk, whatever. Uh, but I, I think, listen, I, I, think, I don't think you're ever, I've never heard anybody having to prove it and drag out their affidavit. Okay, now you're new. I understand your trepidation here. Okay, but all you got to say is I'm a national. And if they, they say prove it once you say, well, why don't you disprove it? It ain't complicated. Yeah, it's really not. You know, people, your your conditioning is reading too much uh, fear factor in here. All you got to say is, "Hey, I'm a I'm a national. I I don't I don't even like to use American or U.S. or state citizen or any of that stuff." Uh, here's the deal: they've gone, as you guys know, they've gone to one hell of a lot of trouble here to get these little words cubbyholed with these specific definitions, right? Well, now that we know their game using those exact words that are uh, uh, connected to their definitions, well, that's the key to the matrix. But our people are so stiff now. No, I'm a state citizen. No, I'm a, no, I'm an American national. No, I'm a this. Just use the damn words they used to entrap you. 
Labels disable. Okay. I'm a national. Okay. But see, our people always want to complicate it. Don't they? Am I lying here? No, but the indoctrination runs heavy. Well, the conditioning is incredible, but that's what we got to undo is undo that. Okay. Keep it simple. Simpler, the better. I'm a national. Well, okay. You don't think so? You disprove it. And here's the deal. See, it's not their decision. It's yours. That's why they're asking you. They don't know what a national is. They just know that they that it's recognizable and that they're supposed to have hands off on it. And if they want to call their boss, you know, like the guy in the gun store with Daryl going to call the FBI back. Oh, they won't sell it to you. Well, just humor me and call them. Okay. Okay. Sell it to him. Well, they don't know why. They just know it's on the list to be able to be cleared. And they react accordingly. It's just like Ryan coming on here. Where are the success letters? Well, Ryan, we don't really have any because all these bureaucrats always do what the hell we ask them to do. Capiche? So anyway, um, I'm sorry I'm chewing on nails here this morning. The way the show started has got me a little agitated, but I hope it's getting straightened out. Uh, let's try and do some serious business here. What else has anybody got that they want to bring forward? I guess I can go back to bed, can I? Hey, Roger. Yes. This is Joe from Virginia. How are you doing, bud? Hey, Joe. Well, I've had better mornings, that's for sure, but I'm doing all right. I'm doing, let me tell you, I'm doing one hell of a lot better than I was over the weekend, and it's because of all you fine, wonderful people that have helped me in my financial situation to get that pressure off of me and give me a little bit of wide open front in front of me, and I appreciate it from the absolute bottom of my heart. Everybody, doesn't matter how much you sent in there, the fact that you sacrificed and gave up and came off something to help me is just really appreciated, okay, and it's changed changed a lot of things in my life in a very short amount of time okay you've contributed over six thousand dollars in less than 48 hours to me and man i appreciate it from the bottom of my heart okay that's that, that's awesome to hear at least now you've got uh, some options to help you out of your situation so i got a little wiggle room you know i can i'm gonna get on and order me some heart and body drops which i hadn't been able to afford in several years i've i can go on to swanson i got a guy up there now that's coming back next week that is going to be able to bring me some stuff and i don't have to worry about pricing and whatever i just get it and click it and put it in the cart you know and that's a good feeling and i appreciate it a whole lot i hate money Okay, I learned when I was a kid, when I was a young man, much younger than I am now, I realized that I didn't know any of this stuff, but I thought, you know, this money stuff, this kind of, it ain't good. And the reason it isn't good is because if you don't have enough, you're laying awake at night worrying how to get more. And if you got a whole bunch, you're laying awake at night wondering who's trying to steal it from you and how. Okay. Either way, you're staying awake at night worrying about this crap. Okay. And then what I really learned was that things don't love you back. 
when I went through a divorce and I fought for all the things and I got most of them and I realized I was in a big house with things that didn't love me at all. All they did was require maintenance and upkeep. And I learned at a real early age to try and divorce myself from this materialism crap. Okay. And it's made my life a lot happier over the years. All right. So anyway, just to add that, Joe, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, Roger. You got a good connection um, I, today, by the way. Probably best connection we've ever had. It probably is. I'm sitting uh, in Richmond, Virginia at the moment. Okay. Uh, I had to bring Dad here to get some CT scans and the MRIs, so I figured I'd take advantage of their good internet signal. Yep. But uh, what I was going to say is I, I just uh, binged about two weeks' worth of your show over the weekend. And I wanted to tell you there was something specific that you mentioned, uh, James Trafficant. Yes. About the uh, seeing the largest bankruptcy in the history of the world. Yeah. I got real curious about that, so I decided to do some digging, and I stumbled into a uh, into a page uh, where it had the more expounded thought on that, uh, and, and it shows. You know, you, you hear the basics in here quite a bit and as you say you can't hear them enough and uh you know looking at, at the full document of what J- uh traffic had said regarding how it's going to enslave people i mean it just really hits you you know right in the gut when, when you see it yeah I mean, it's one thing to hear but when you see it and this is something that was said by you know a political a person in politics you know during the mid 90s i think who was who? who whose, whose career was a sheriff? Yeah. Uh, I, I tell you, it just it, it, like I said, it, it really hits at home. Yeah, and, and really enforces everything that you do here. You know. Yeah. And I can't think enough. Well, we appreciate you, Joe, and it's these lessons and the ones that have ears to hear and eyes to see and the initiative and gumption to go off and do their own study and enlarge your view of this. And, um, yeah, I mean, and poor old Trafficant, man, they came after him. You know who came after him was Chertoff. Chertoff was the head of the criminal division of DOJ at that point. And Son the, of the devil. Oh, isn't he? Uh, you know, his his father was one of the founders of the Mossad, and his mother was one of the first stewardesses on LL Airlines. Okay? So he comes from a bloodline of that crap. All right? But uh, they got after Trafficant. What really peed him off is they went into up somewhere in Ohio. I think the guy maybe was from his district, actually. John Dominuk. Does that name ring a bell for you, Joe? Dominion, yeah. Uh, and he was a 90-something-year-old German who they accused of being a Holocaust prison guard. And they yanked him over. They and, accused him, Roger, sorry to interrupt. They yeah. accused him of being Ivan the Terrible. Oh, okay. So being Ivan the Terrible. Exactly. Some 90-something-year-old man. They extradited him to Israel. And uh, Trafficant went over there and took that case to the Israeli Supreme Court and got him released and brought him back to the U.S. And they got P.O.'d at him. I'm sure they did. 
So, anyway. Roger, do you yeah. know the ending of that story? Well, not really, Lisa, but you're from that part of the country, and obviously you've got some insight we don't have, so why don't you fill us in? Well, they it was the IRS that actually ended up really going after trafficking, and he ended up doing seven years in prison. Mm-hmm. And right when he got released, they tried to, that man again, Damian Uke, and they ended up with the trial, the new trial in Germany, and they found him guilty. And that's when he was actually in his 90s in a wheelchair, and trafficking was attempting to start to set up a third party. And then, you know, he died on his tractor. Yeah. I, these, You know, listen, we can't get this information spread quick or wide enough to help bring these bastards down and expose them for that kind of crap right there. There's another 90-year-old woman there over there trying to prosecute on some Holocaust trumped-up crap. Okay? And the one thing... Is that, that uh, Pardon me? I said, is that Ursula Haverbeck? Could yep. be. I have no idea, but yeah, uh, could be. Don't know. Uh, but it shows you the extent they'll go to. I mean, all those people are from that era that they can dangle in front of people as an example. They're all real old, and they got to try and do it quick, and that puts them in a bad position because people obviously look at them sympathetically. Okay, but. Uh, it's a sad situation. The only thing I know to do is expose them like this because they stand mute. And it exposes them to the bone for everything. Okay, Even back moot. to pre-planning, they stand moot. Pre-planning this before they started that horrible war 100 180 years ago, 70, however long it's been. And all of the wars ever since and everything to get set up. So you could get tricked into answering those two questions, yes, and signing something. Just another Jews harvest. I'm telling you, man, these bastards, and this ain't no, oh, they're going to go to prison. This ain't no prison stuff, okay? I mean, I mean, hanging them and leaving them dangled till the flesh rots off their bones ain't bad enough, really. But that's that needs to happen. That's the only thing these bastards understand. It really is. Okay, everything else they consider to be a weakness. Because they certainly don't have any apprehension about killing hundreds or more millions of people, do they? In the most heinous ways. I mean, they're just a really filthy, filthy, satanic bunch. They're despicable. And I, I, I don't have enough words to put, labels to put on them, okay, to identify them. That's how I feel. And that's how a lot of other people feel too. That don't can't voice it, don't have the balls to voice it, aren't in the position to voice it. There's a lot of people that feel that way. If they really knew what we knew, they'd feel even that way more. Okay, but that's who we're dealing with. The good thing is, is they're as usual. They're biting off more than they can chew. It appears, and I think they've already lost uh, personally because they've gone so far. And there's people that are really waking up. And the one thing they can't handle is numbers. So from that respect alone, they've already lost. They're going to make it very miserable for us in the interim. And it ain't going to be easy. And there's you know, going to be some real hard times and a lot of difficulties. And like Cliff High said, we're not going to get this straightened out for generations. None of us will live to see it. 
okay? But we can at least take the pride and the initiative of knowing that we've got the truth. We're trying to set it up where it can be spread and that eventually, hopefully, it spreads enough and they fall deep enough that this will never happen again or at least not for a long, long time. And that's the whole whole method to the madness here. The whole method to the madness is not to charge you guys a bunch of money to do this so so that I can go live at the big house on the hill, okay, with a bunch of things that don't love you back. I don't care about that. The thing is to get it in your minds and people's minds and the populace minds so that you can help teach it so that the information can get spread in the future so that we have a foundation to rebuild on that's solid and so that the knowledge is there so these bastards can never pull some shit like this again quite frankly sorry for my French that's the whole method to the madness right there so you get the information you get empowered you get educated you be an example to others you know and we hadn't talked about this a long time but I realized you know the difference in uh, black and white power i'm not talking about black i'm talking about n- negative satan power evil power so the difference between evil power and good power evil power has to exercise its power by reaching out and touching you good power exercises its power by attraction because you see something you admire it and you want it and you're attracted to it there's an interesting dialectic there isn't there Okay. Scott, was there any other questions you had about filling out your passport? I mean, really, the application is pretty darn simple. Okay. And with the exception, the two tricks are asking you what your parents were. And I don't know how big a trick that is, just because I understand it's a feudal system. And if you say yes, then all that does is strengthen their presumption. The other trick is where they hid the warning box that you can attach documentation or affidavit and you can literally dispel and rebut the presumption those are the only two tricks on the document that i know of no i was just uh you know got in my head a little bit and uh you know as we've talked about and you've made very good points of you know how the trickery of everything that they that they do to us you know a capital s versus a lowercase s capital c lowercase you know all you know so my you know and then i stumbled across this video and i'm like you know, my brain, my brain goes back to, okay, how are they, how are they going to screw me on this? You, well, know? you know what, with the advantage we have here, in all honesty, is we know the system. We know that they're bringing in the feudal system, and that's what we're dealing with. None of these other people know that. I worked with a guy named Dennis. He's out there around Jeff somewhere. He says he's coming to Ecuador, but he's been saying that for a couple of months, waiting on somebody to buy him a plane ticket. With all these, he's got a big, well, it's a, he's got a, some sort of a big construction project here he's doing for somebody, okay? Ah. Uh, uh, like 4,800 acres and uh, 40 containers of the guy's stuff and he's got to fly to bali to meet with an architect and all kinds of stuff and i don't know if he's blowing smoke or not you know but anyway he got, yeah yeah no, i was just clearing my throat oh okay well, somebody said roger i thought uh, anyway, uh, he, he's waiting for him to get a ticket. And uh, so he called me. Uh, he was asking about filing. He said, I got 20 or 30 other people that want to do this. So I got on the phone with him and uh, walked him through it. And I showed him the warning box and stuff. And he said, I have read this thing front to back. 
thoroughly, and I never saw that. Well, he, he meant he saw it, but he didn't recognize it. And I said, well, the difference is, is I knew what I was looking for, and you didn't. That's the difference sure. right there. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. It's just like with Stat Miller yesterday. Well, I used the I I covered that story on the air about the nurse and telling them it's their property. I said, well, you had the key, of the matrix, right in your hand, and you didn't recognize it because you didn't know what was going on underneath. You didn't know that that comment only came from the feudal system, and because of that, they can bring the whole system in and apply it. That's not the way we think. That's the way they think. Okay. If you don't, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you again, I'm going to repeat what Glenn said. If you don't know this is the feudal system, you'll never do anything but shadow box with it, ever. That's why our community as a whole has had so little success in so many years. Right there. They yeah, chase labels. Sense. They chase labels. And they don't understand. They're looking at concepts with different coverings and labels. You know, Karl Marx said, a word is the skin of a thought. Well, there's the thought. All they do is change the word. Thought's the same, but you don't know it because the label's different. That's what our community's done is chase labels. If you don't know that and you don't know it's a feudal system, you're probably never going to do anything but chase your tail. I mean, that's just the way it is, okay? Now, we do know those things. We know how to approach it. We know how to think about it. We know how to imply it to ourselves, and now we're learning how to teach it to others in a fast, relatively quick, and efficient way, okay? And I, this has got to scare the crap out of them up there, I promise you. If we can get to one of these platforms where all of a sudden they start getting a whole bunch of these affidavits with, with applications, they're taking notice of it, I promise you. They yeah, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're keeping. The, I'm sure they're keeping tabs on, listen, on everyone that comes through. Listen, you know? they monitor every little thing. Back when we were in Atlanta, Scott, we used to have you know up there at 285 and, and Roswell Road, right there. There's a shopping oh, yeah. center on the left side as you're going north on Roswell Road, and there was a a barbecue joint in there. There's a there was a chain. There's a number of them around town. I don't remember what it was. Very, very, the Prado shopping, the yeah. Prado shopping well, center. Well, yeah, I yep. think I think so, and I don't remember the name of the uh, of the barbecue place. But they had a meeting room upstairs, and we'd go eat barbecue, and they'd give us the the meeting room upstairs for free. Okay, and it had a balcony looking across that little street that went down to those apartment complexes there, right off of Roswell Road. And uh, yep. there's a shopping center right across the street, and we'd park in that shopping center because it was at night, and there wasn't usually cars in there. The stores were closed. So we're out on the balcony one night smoking at the break and look over there, and all of a sudden we start seeing flashbulbs going off. And ADL was over there taking damn license plate pictures. Good Lord. Okay. They were taking license plate pictures of our meeting. Well, they monitor every little thing because they're scared as hell. They know how tenuous their control is. You don't do stuff like that if you're strong. You do stuff like that if you're weak. If you're strong, you don't care. So it's a foundation built on clay, and they don't want the wind to blow. It's built on sand. Quicksand, and they know it. It's us that don't know it. 
It's us yeah. that gave them their power. Built on sand at the beach. <laughs> Roger. Yeah. Hey, that Marv. Was, yeah, that, you, uh, that restaurant was called Old Hickory House. Old Hickory House. That's right. Boy, they had good barbecue, and, too. Man, oh, yeah. I found and, a barbecue yeah. place down here. Jack turned me on to a barbecue place. It was built here and started by a guy from Louisiana. I didn't know it was here. It's just down the hill from where I might be living. And, man, good. I had one bite of that pork sandwich, and I know it's pork. But buddy, uh, I just thought uh, I, I thought I'd gone into orbit. I it's just like a nirvana. Okay. I mean good coleslaw, good sauce, and really good pulled pork barbecue here in Ecuador. Holy smokes. Just set me free, man. And you really know how that's all you know how to upset a guy's stomach, don't Yeah, you? I guess so. So Scott, when you come up, we'll both go sin together, okay? I amen to that sin. <laughs> Uh, Glenn, I should. I, I haven't read these. Glenn sent me something on one of these little church lady things the other day, and it, it, the one I looked at said, "We're gonna we're gonna have a meeting for all the ladies at church. We're gonna meet in the park across the street from church. So bring your blanket, and we're all gonna sin." <laughs> and what, <laughs> what they did was they meant sing, and it was a typo. <laughs> Ah, that's awesome I'll, I'll have to dig in there and get some other one of those we could use a little levity around here <laughs> that's great <laughs> bring your blanket we'll all sin <laughs> we're sinning for the lord you know? <laughs> so what else can the great we, tips. what else can we handle today uh anybody got any questions or anything well, I'm good. Thanks, Roger. Okay, Scott. <laughs> yeah, how much have you been drinking this morning? No, I had some uh, papaya and strawberry and bananas. That's about it, a little coffee. Um, I just, I'm, I'm so grateful to you folks for helping me out, and it's just such a wonderful feeling. And I've intentionally, you know, I just don't charge people. I just don't think I should charge people for freedom, okay? Uh and so uh, to to have to put that clarion call out and see the way you guys respond and help me out, and I just really really appreciate it. And as we go forward, um, what, what I'd like to do if you're if you're in a generous giving mood, you don't have to do a lot, but if I had a little bit per extra per month, it'd really help me out. And so you know we'll just continue that, and I'll put that out there, and I'm gonna leave it in your hands. Uh, well, Roger, Roger, hold it, hold it. I'm going to say it again, but I'll I'll say it with what Paul wrote when he was discussing the the idea of paying should addressing the question of should preachers be paid, and he quoted verse in the Old Testament which uh, King James translated, uh, I think, "Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn," Uh, and you know, you even let the ox gain uh, some of the benefit for his labor. If he wants to stop and eat a little of the corn that spills from the uh, from the grinding stone, then uh, the millstone, then you let him have it. But everyone should uh, should be given a portion of what he produces. And if you're producing freedom for people, like 
Gary said the other day, all the money that you saved him, uh, you know, a, a donation was was uh, um, just nothing to be concerned about. I mean, it was, it's an interesting point. You know, Daryl years ago came on here when I was over at the last ex-wife. And he said, um, I want you guys to know Roger saved me over $150,000 in income tax. So there, there's a valid point there. Uh, let me tell you one of the reasons I've done that, Harvey, because you know this gentleman, Dr. Bart Flick, mutual friend of both of ours. Hell of a guy, too, by the way. Um, and uh, Bart and I crossed paths 20-something years ago on the Silver Lawn deal, and uh, I did I did pretty well in that. And uh, I was married at the time. I moved in with Frankie. Harvey, Harvey knew Frankie, wonderful woman. Yesterday, her, her birthday was Monday, by the way. And um, uh, she was had her mother there, and they were paying the rent and the utilities and everything. I was out of the tax system. I stumbled into this deal with Bart Flick, and he, he was broke as a church mouse because he had all the investor money stolen. And uh, he he said, you know, he said, well, I, I can't afford to pay you a salary, but I'll, you can have a commission on anything you sell. And it was right before Y2K, and we went out and started doing some of the expos that were floating around the country. And at every expo we were ever at, we were the most popular booth in the place. Okay. And uh, I, we did very well there. And because I didn't have any, I had nobody taking taxes out. I didn't have any overhead. It was just all gravy. And so what I did back then was buy metals, okay, because I understood all this stuff. And for a number of years, I was able to run on that, you know, and I've still got some of them, but they're scattered all over the place. And I, I want to use that as my reserve. And I've just never, because of that, drawn on you people. And I I figured that, the you know, you, you, you need to be a wise steward. And I thought that the good Lord, the big guy, gave me that because he wanted me to do this, quite frankly and not have to worry about working and all that stuff well that's been 20 something years and a lot of water under the bridge and uh it's just not in a convenient situation and uh all the prices on those things are of course obviously very depressed and controlled and manipulated and so that's what kind of brought this up and brought it to a point you know that it came to here and a combination of circumstances and uh and uh uh, I just I, I needed it, and I thank you guys a lot, and I feel a lot better about doing it. People have been after me for a while to set up one of those things, and I just didn't feel comfortable with any of the ones that were out there. I, a Patreon, and then somebody hate got PO'd at them and started one called Hatreon or something. Uh, I haven't heard from them. But anyway, when I heard this uh, Give, Sin, Go come up, and I was listening. Some, they were talking about it. Owen, Owen Stroyer was talking about it last night. I don't know. I, I, I've been meaning to say I've been listening to Owen's show a lot. Man, he's a talented kid. Okay. I, I don't know if y'all are tapped into Owen Stroyer or not, but he is super talented. And he's really witty and funny. And uh, they were ta- raving about Give, Sin, Go last night on, on some of the other. They've had some personal dealings with them, how wonderful the people are there. And uh, there's a couple of – there was a lady from California that had was on the other day. I think I mentioned her, two young children, six years old. The husband was the breadwinner. He, he came down with COVID. They put him in the hospital, and uh, he died. 
uh, he died shortly after she was on Owens the other day, and they set up a, a Give, Send, Go site for her, and they were talking about the wonderful cooperation and response of the people that run that website, and uh, we're lucky to have that. It's a very, very Christian-oriented uh, donation site, and I'm happy to be on there and, uh, and, and have a place and a platform there, and I'm uh, um, just how funny and interesting things come together, you know? So uh, anyway, it just for whatever that's worth, it's um, it's just very gratifying to see that you guys appreciate what we do here enough to uh, to contribute. I I don't require much really. I'm a fairly low maintenance guy. Uh, I don't I don't want a big luxury place. And as I said, I don't I, I can't even remember the last time a sip of alcohol crossed my lips. In all honesty. I don't chase women. This area doesn't have much of a nightlife. I wouldn't take much advantage of it if it did. Uh, so you don't remember you don't remember Christmas, huh, Roger? Pardon me. <laughs> you got, I said you don't remember Christmas at my place. You got pretty pretty <laughs> lit on wine. Well, I may I'm, I may have, but how many how many years ago is that? Three. It's, yeah, two or three. It's been a while. Three, three I suppose. The Great Blackout. I, <laughs> the Great Blackout. I don't. I don't really remember getting lit. I I can remember getting lit on wine in Argentina a time or two. When I first got down there, there's a there's a couple, an English couple there, uh, uh, Adrian and Kelly. Kelly was the female. <laughs> she was born in India. Her parents were born in India, but they were British subjects. And her father was in charge of security at British embassies. So her whole life, she'd lived all over the world in British embassies. So, uh, you know, Moscow, Washington, Vienna, uh, Delhi, all, all over the place, spoke a number of languages and very interesting. And so they had a party when we first got there, and I went out. There's about eight of us, I think, and a couple of them left early. And the next morning, there's 18 empty wine bottles out there, and I hurt for two days, okay? And uh, I, don't, I don't think I ever did that again, but it's real easy to drop off the deep end in Argentina because that premium wine is just so dirt cheap, 70 cents a liter. You could get wine you'd pay 30 to $50 a, a bottle for for 70 cents a liter down there. Um, so anyway, uh, then I come from my dad was alcoholic, and I've always been conscious of that, but uh, I don't. I don't even I don't remember the last time I had a drink, Cody. Maybe it been with you, honestly. Oh, excellent. So, uh, anyway, uh, listen, I went on your site, San Francisco SF Herbs, today, and I couldn't okay. navigate that site. I was going to pick up some more of that saffron, and uh, oh. uh, I couldn't. So, if you could get me a I, link. Or, I found I bought some more because I gave you half of mine, and uh, I found it for like twenty five dollars a ten on eBay the same one somebody was selling it quite a bit cheaper huh i don't know if the quality will be different hopefully it's not fake or something maybe it's not Chinese. well i don't have an ebay account and all that stuff so maybe if you can pick me up one i'll reimburse you or whatever is, is Susanna coming down okay. here for christmas do you know yeah she's planning to Ooh, goody, are you already goody. out of the saffron or what no i have still got a little left but i'm just thinking ahead you know oh, okay and i just yeah, use a, a little pinch uh, uh, that's all i do is take a little pinch honestly yeah and I take it with my...
Chris? Well, I can tell you this. My, I, I, I sense my eyesight's getting better, especially in the left eye, which is where the macular degeneration wet was. And, uh, and I can definitely tell that's getting better, all right? And uh, did you, how, how many weeks did it take? <laughs> Well, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that you can quantify it like that, honestly. Well, there was that, there was that study that said in two weeks they noticed with only taking twenty milligrams a day, which is just a few hairs, it's not even that much, and it's just a really tiny little pinch. Well, I, I called a health food lady I know, and she said, yeah, you know, her daughter takes saffron for some issues, and it, it's. She said, you know, the whole health food industry kind of goes in phases. So they've been selling pills with saffron for years and years. But it's, she said it was interesting that you called to ask me that because I just got several emails from other companies now promoting it again. Well, that's good. Um, you know, one interesting thing about it, now I got cut off for some damn reason after I talked to the call screener going on Alex Jones. I was going to bring up your stuff yesterday. But I'd almost be tempted. I was going to try to sell some saffron, but it's just – yeah, I was almost tempted to give him that idea because look at it this way. If we, you know, we can sit there and hate Afghanistan or we can try to help them so that we don't have all, all more terrorism. And they grow a lot of saffron in, mm -hmm. in, in Iran yeah. and Afghanistan. And right. we know that there's these studies out there that shows there's a lot of neurological benefit. My wife doesn't want to go. She was having headaches. She doesn't want to go a day without it now. It's unreal. Really? Well, and, uh, I, I, I can sense my eyes are getting better, and I can't really put my finger on why because I'm trying several different things, especially with Dr. Flick's frequency machine, which I've got on my head right now with the two paddles under which harvey knows what i'm talking about under a bandana right on my temple and i've been doing that for a couple of weeks before i was just using it at night when i was asleep but now i'm applying it to my temples and uh for four maybe even four hours a, a morning and that's two cycles of each program to eat two programs an hour long a piece and uh Man, I just sense that my vision's getting better. Now, it's getting sharper. It's not getting better necessarily on the magnification, okay? But uh, we, we just take one little bridge at a time here in this situation, all right? And uh, I, I'm just going to keep continue doing what I've been doing. I'll get, be able to get some good eye vitamins and stuff thanks to you guys' contribution and uh, add those into the regiment. But uh, – I'm feeling a lot better about my eyesight here in the last recent time. And it's because of, I don't know what the saffron's doing, but I'm certain it's doing something. Let me uh, let the audience know what I had found. When you were talking about that, I pulled up an article. I think it was on Natural. It was. It was, on Mike, it was on Mike Adams' spot. Yep. Yeah, and it, it referred to a study with literally 20 milligrams a day over in two weeks and I think it was just—it was a very basic study. It was, I think, you know, they could then see one or two more lines below on an eye chart. It was—it was something fairly similar. Well, you can go look and find more, but that's—that was the, you know, there was noticeable difference in just two weeks. And like twenty, I showed you what my scale was. I couldn't even get my scale to go to twenty milligrams. It was point three. I mean, it was just a, you know, four or five or six hairs of it. It wasn't even very much. So if you're taking more. You know, saffron, saffron is the I don't know what do they call it the pistol in the middle of the flower, the little thing that yeah, that sticks stain, out. One of the two. One of the two, and, and they got to go in by hand to this purple flower and pull those things out. 
okay? And that's why right. it was always so expensive, because it's very labor-intensive. Where I lived in Argentina was also the perfect climate for saffron, because we had somebody that was there visiting one time that was looking to buy a farm to raise saffron because oh, of the climate, okay. okay? I remember that. Hmm. That's interesting. What's well, I believe when I look up the chemistry of it, you know, saffron and all these various related chemicals are, I think they call them carotenoids. So it's kind of similar to these beta carotene type chemicals, like are in carrots. Um, the uh, it, the flower looks like a flower called a crocus a little bit. Right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, you know, I was thinking. You know, I'm I'm so small trying to do health food stuff. I was seriously thinking about maybe I'll just tell Alex Jones like promote it as a. Uh, you know, if if we can get a, I don't know, maybe they're going to put sanctions. Have they put sanctions already on Afghanistan? Are they? Oh, hell, who knows? Who knows? It's just, you know, there would be a way to kind of support <laughs> some of this stuff and lessen. They won't let, there's oh, some Americans, somebody we've got, had 11 Americans, they were ready to get out, and the State Department forbid any country from letting that plane to land. Yeah, it's sick. Hey, okay. Roger, I was glad that john took such an interest in your info that's great he said i'll have you on more tomorrow or more oh i i have a feeling i'll probably end up there on a, on a regular basis probably on tuesdays and uh because i i think we laid out a pretty effective case yesterday i know we got his attention okay uh but i'd gotten his attention friday night in our personal phone call um and uh, i know we got the audience's attention because i got some of the feedback and i'm sure he's gotten feedback on it today and last night and uh i expect to be over there i, I want to hear from this guy jeff Dor dornick today and be on his and uh all these things just add up to hopefully getting on an sgt report a sarah westall a james corbett uh, that's the, what I see as the next stepping stone. And from there we might can get to rents or, uh, or, or, or Alex, but for you to call in like that, let's just cover that for a minute. What would you have said to him when you got on there? See oh, the I problem, have, I had a whole list. Well, well the, let, me, let me tell you. Okay. Well, let me, me just let, say, let me, let me, tell let me tell you what I've learned in all these years first. Okay. You got to do it with sound bites. You can't, there's so much here and you're fighting such a, 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 a convoluted mind was people have been so conditioned you got to do it in sound bites but what we've got and i think one of the best ways is to mention that travel uh, state department uh, policy document and say did you know you had a dual political status okay well, i i found something even better on those pocket constitutions he sends out i said alex according to the pocket constitutions you send out under the 14th amendment you don't have freeholder rights which are full sovereign rights if you are a u.s citizen it actually says that in that pocket constitution basically okay. it says well freeholder and all that so that would kind of you know put him i don't know i'm sending that to people you know he ought to know what uh, what he's sending out well you know yeah. alex alex obviously he's got a full plate okay like all all of us do in one sense or another and him probably even more so and that's the problem with this is got to get somebody's attention to sit down and listen and get their attention somehow and that's why we've always said on here present the equivocation are you a citizen of the united states or are you a citizen of the united states of america okay does resident mean you live there or is it what legal system you're under who was trying to say something just then go ahead I, it's leon here i didn't want to interrupt you but i don't know well, go ahead, Leon. You, you did, so go ahead. 
That's okay. Can we not hear Leon now? Anyway, I'll go back to Cody. What will you do? Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, I guess yep. you can because I can hear yep. the echo. Okay. Uh, you present the equivocation. Uh, or you go into one of these documents we got. I'll tell you the, what, I, I, I'm, the best thing we've got lately is that article with the ba- them telling the, ba- the woman the baby's their property. And you know why? That came off of Summit News, John Watson's website. Okay. So there, all right, and and you say, do you remember that story? Yes. Do you know you had the key to the matrix in your hand and you didn't understand it? Yeah. It's a complicated subject. Sam did a really good job with Rivero the other day because Rivero said, uh, well, yeah, now I kind of understand where you're coming from. So that was that was good. Maybe all this stuff. Will, well, hopefully uh, Michael listened yesterday well. when y'all prompted him. And uh, if not, maybe word will get around the network. Angry over there is uh, uh, pretty tapped into what we're doing. And Lauren, the girl from Ohio, is over there. She hadn't necessarily been uh, tuned into our stuff. And she was so busy, she paid somebody to do it for her, which means – but she already had a lot of the information. I could tell in the old days, 15 years ago or more, when she'd call into Joyce that she'd been exposed to John and Glenn's teachings. I could tell when I first got on with Thumper. What's the first thing Thumper was? Well, that's a revocation of election. Well, that's John's, that's John's information right there. Nobody else knew about the revocation of election but John Benson. Okay. So people have really been exposed to the basics that they provided, but they just didn't know where they came from or how the ultimate effect was. Leon, do you have something you wanted to add, buddy? I'm, I'm wanting to find out what you had to say. Okay. Well, Leon doesn't want to come back on and say it. Does anybody else have anything they want to add? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll Harvey, just Harvey. Slip one remark in here. Uh, Bart and I getting together on the phone tomorrow okay good so uh, trying to get him to hold still is like trying to catch an eel wearing, box, <laughs> wearing boxing gloves you know well, he's another one with a full plate you know well yeah we we were planning to get together last week and uh and all of a sudden uh he went dark on me and uh so I just, you know, I know how life is. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. The future always seems to arrive without an invitation. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to be talking a lot more in the future about these frequency machines. I got one on my temples right now. Okay. I slept well, on been, it all night last night. I wore it all good. night on my knee, the, the, you know, the, before I went to bed. I had the stress thing on the last couple of days running full blast before y'all allowed me to take them off and change the program. <laughs> uh, but hopefully we'll be able to pin Bart down, slippery as he is, and get him on the show here where he can talk to the audience and they can get a little bit of knowing him. But the deeper we get into this COVID thing, the more I see that these frequencies machines boy this is the future of personal medicine right here and if you if you don't believe it you 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 ain't looking hard enough and veterinary medicine boy yeah that too if you can go they're already they're already using these devices for racehorses i wouldn't surprise me a bit was that pageant or somebody trying to get in there yes hi um hi it's just that we just got a phone call from the the department of state right now yes um 
my mom was born in South Africa and applied a week after me to become a national. Right. And this lady has called her and said, because you are a naturalized citizen, you cannot do this. Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah, so you- I said, let me have your name and number. And I feel there's something I know I can say to you because everything I said to her, she stopped me in my tracks. No. Nope. So I... Yeah, so please help me know what I can say. All right. What you do is you say, here's your State Department document, a a certificate of non-citizen nationality. Go to the third paragraph and the first ten words. That's State Department policy document. And it says. This is the one one that's on that travel? Yeah. The State Department document website. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Let me tell you again how to get there travel.state.gov okay travel.state.gov in the search field you put certificate of non-citizen nationality certificate of non-citizen nationality number of choices are going to pop up just pick the first one go to the third paragraph First 10 words, according to the INA, that's the Immigration and Naturalization Act. Your mom immigrated here, didn't she? Yep. All U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals. Tell but only her, a relatively small number of persons acquire U.S. nationality. Right, now they're yeah. ta- well, now they're talking American Samoans. Okay? okay. The only reason you're getting the truth out of them is because they're setting up the lie that follows. Okay. The lie that follows is American Samoans, although in the system, can't be birthright citizens. They've got to naturalize. Okay. So I call her back, and I just read this part to her right here. Well, well yeah. And, and you, if you, you just tell her this is your own document right here. Tell me where this is wrong. Okay. Thank okay. you. I'm going to call her right Listen, now. Listen, we've had a whole bunch of naturalized people go through this. you got somebody, well, if she continues to give you problems, ask to talk to her supervisor. Okay, because, you know, I haven't heard anything against me, and I'm from Australia. So yeah, I don't want to call me, and I was a week in front of her. All right. Well, they may, you know, they got a penis erectus for South Africa, too. So. They sure do, because, you know, all five of us in our family applied for green cards on the same day. My mom's got lost for two years. Wow. Well, yeah. if, if she gives you a bunch of problems, ask to speak to her supervisor. If the supervisor right. won't comply, you ask her, how do you continue your administrative remedies? Okay, and that means, like, who who do I go to next? Yeah, in other words, you're dealing with the administrative state here, okay? It's a court of record. It, it's not yeah. like your court you go into with a black robe judge, but it's a court because they keep a record of everything that happens. they got to right. keep a record of what they send you, and they got to keep a record of what you send them. It's a court of record, Okay. Okay. And so Roger. all that'll all that'll be in the administrative folder, but you just go up the line and if they keep telling you no, you say who else do I go to to exhaust my administrative remedies? Yes, Harvey. Uh I would suggest that there's another option that she might want to look into and that is if you've got a friendly or semi-friendly member of Congress, senator or house uh 
consider the option of going to them. They don't have many of those in Southern California, I don't think. Yeah, I'm going to I'm uh, that's not that's nice. I'll keep that on the back burner, but I'm going to try this first. Yeah, so let me sure. call her right yeah. back. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. Uh, okay, you're welcome, Pageant. You keep us abreast of what happens and ask yep. her how she's in her capacity has the ability to override the Immigration and Naturalization Act. Okay. <laughs> Wait, how do you have the ability to override the INA according to the INA right there in the first part of that 10 words that's okay. immigration and naturalization act is what that stands for okay thank you all Bye. right you let us know what goes on girl that's the first time i've heard of any problems with anybody naturalized or really except for like harvey wanting more id or you know somebody having child support problems or something it's the only time i've heard of any kind of roadblocks yeah i did check um online and it just says that my application is in process well there you go then you overcame it and i did receive yesterday the uh receipt for my okay so what does that tell us that tells us they don't renew the irs liens after a certain point of time or they would have popped up and they would have said no probably so i don't think they would go through the whole process and then check with the gestapo well, they, that's one of the requirements now. If you've got over 50000 in collections with IRS, they can not only refuse your passport. If you're out of the country, they can cancel it, which they did to over 100,000 people, I read. Mm. I knew a guy down there in Argentina that was on the run from them for that. And I guarantee you they canceled his passport, and now he's got – now you go to the embassy and say, I need to get a passport. And they say, well, we can only give you one one way. Well, so uh, so what else can we deal with here? We're about uh, 45 minutes left on the show. I'd like to get something constructive done. I think that's good information from Paget. I guarantee you she's going to get that straightened out. Maybe the hand attorney is going to is coming down and she won't be able to. Ah, she's the, no. I think I I think. <laughs> listen, they've got such a penis erectus for South Africa uh, that, that those people can't immigrate. You know, the only country that'd take the whites out of South Africa is Russia. They won't let them into isn't our it, country. Oh yeah, isn't it? Isn't it sick? And that's true. I've heard. Uh, I think Michael gaddy or something was was talking to one day and he said he knew some people that were germans like anybody white it's it's interesting because you've got so many black people working in dc i think they've ganged up in all the different uh, bureaucracies and yeah it's pretty pretty sick yeah yeah well they've they've elevated racial hatred to new levels uh, levels we've never really seen before yeah and uh that was another one of Jimmy Carter's great contributions to the history of the United States. You know, the giving away of the Panama Canal, overthrowing the government of South Africa, uh, instituting the uh, Department of Education. Yes, right. Correct. And everybody that pays, uh, you know, genuflex at the altar of Ronald Reagan forgets that he did nothing to and, you know, shut down the Department of Education, which he could have done early, that, early on. Yeah, early on. Nipped yeah, it nipped it in the bud. Oh. Could have nipped it in the bud, yep. son. That's right. And uh, well, what does that yeah. tell you about that? Real quick. Oh, Dave, if come I on in. Then. Well, all right. Just because I, it's you, come on in. I, I just want to tell you, it, had Ronnie Reagan done what you just 
suggested, we would have never had Charlie Isabee's The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America come out. Yeah, uh, you're shouting right? into the phone, and it, it's Sorry. hard to hear you. He said, but if it wouldn't Charlie have been... Charlie Deliberate Dumbing Down of America. Would have never been oh, written yeah. if it that wasn't That came out of Ronnie Reagan's administration. She worked for Ronnie as a, the assistant... Secretary yeah. to the well, you Department know, of Education. Well, see, we hang this on the president. I mean, it's like Trump. He he can't manage right. all this stuff. He's got all these minions in there to do all this bureaucratic stuff and make those decisions. And when both of those situations, a bunch of them were putting knives right in their backs. You've got to deal exactly. with the administrative state before you deal with the president. You can, Trump showed us you can't go in there and clean the swamp out. The swamp's too entrenched. It's too deep. Uh, hey, one of the generals he had was Miley, for God's sakes. Look what he's doing. Oh. <laughs> you mean China Miley? Yeah. Uh, or Millie. Whatever. Whatever. Is. whatever. You know, that, that's the problem. The, see, that's why what we're doing is the only solution, because it literally allows us to remove ourselves from that stuff. Now we're outside. Now we can fight against it. You can't fight against them on the inside. They got jurisdiction on you. That's right. I'm afraid that's right. Okay. Uh, uh, whoever that was just talking about education. As Dave. Let me just... Dave in the thumb up there, one of our good old time oh, listeners. Oh, okay. he's, he, he's blind, okay? Just for, so you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm colorblind. Well, I'm. I'm uh, you I know, was on my way. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, you know, it, it really Me is too. weird. Yeah. <laughs> good shot. Uh, <laughs> I used to take. Uh, take a, a blind guy to church with me uh you know, run by and pick him up and uh and one time i said well i'm i'm colorblind i said it doesn't sound like much to you <laughs> it's not you know it's not but i tell you it drives me nuts because everybody's talking about oh that you know i think uh, i was talking to john and kathy yesterday i think it was and uh, one of them said something about that lavender butt button on the screen lavender button right <laughs> you know i don't know lavender from uh nothing yeah. so uh anyhow you know how it smells you know how it smells though don't you <laughs> yeah as a matter of fact I, I do and i don't find it a pleasant fragrance no um, unfortunately all right now we once upon a time had a u.s commissioner of education in 1889, that's how far back these people have been entrenched. And his name was William T. Harris. Oh, Billy Harris. Well, Billy Harris said that's a uh, good Southernism. Uh, Billy Harris. Billy said, Bob. No, uh, Billy Bob Harris. Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob. <laughs> uh, said in 1889. Our schools have been scientifically designed to prevent overeducation from happening. <laughs> what is that? What's overeducation? That's the Ger out. that's the German model. Yeah, he said the average American should be content with their humble role in life because they're not tempted to think about any other role. 
Isn't that something? Going to keep those little people little. And later on, 1906, yeah, 1906, he said, 99 students out of 100 are automata, careful to walk in prescribed paths, careful to follow the prescribed custom. This is not an accident, but the result of substantial education, which scientifically defined is the subsumption of the individual. It was we're to be a, we're to lose our individual identity and be subsumed into the society. And he, I don't know when he said this one, but uh, another one I found of his was the highest ideal of a civilization is that of a civilization that is engaged constantly in elevating lower classes of people into participation of all that is good and reasonable and perpetually increasing at the same time their self-activity. Such a civil, here you go, such a civilization we have a right to enforce on this earth. You will be assimilated. That's right. And then John Dewey, the the hero of uh, the education establishment back in 1899 said, the children who know how to think for themselves spoil the harmony of the collective society that is coming where everyone would be interdependent. Mm. Talk about a beehive mentality, huh? Independent, self-reliant people would be a counterproductive anachronism in the collective society of the future where people will be defined by their associations. In other words, we'll have group think. People will not be, they'll just be, people will be members of groups, and that's all. Yep. The lines are drawn. Yep. Yep. So you're black, white, you're from the north, you're from the south, you're a working class, blue collar, uh, you're uh, a lawyer, you're a this, you're a that. Uh, and that's, that's your identity. Uh, well, they're, ba- they're well, going to fall. These guys are going to fall, okay? They've already bitten off more than they can chew, and they had to do it prematurely, and they've gotten caught. Okay, and for one thing, evidently this vaccine isn't as deadly as they thought it was. This bio jab—I shouldn't call it a vaccine—and some people are living through it, and they've still got cognitive abilities, and they're realizing and hearing how bad they have been treated and what's happened. And a lot of those people are PO'd. The entire pest is in the cookie jar, not just the hand. Well, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, I it, it, hey, Roger, it's not going to be, yeah, you may, just a second, Dave. It ain't going to be pleasant what we got to go through, but we've removed ourselves from it and hopefully given ourselves a little protection and, and advanced thinking and precautionary stuff in the interim. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to perish here, and I'm sorry for it. I've tried to help them and contact them, and I couldn't. So they've made the decision, and they're going to have to live or die with their decisions. But I think – that these guys have lost, and I think we're going to be all right for the most part. And a year from now, we can look back and see how much water's under the bridge. It's going to be very interesting. Yes, Dave, what were you wanting to add, bud? Dave? It, it's gone. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. Um, okay. Right. No It'll problem. come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. Um, so uh, 
Anybody got anything else to add that we want to discuss here? We got about 30 minutes left in the show, so about that. Yes. Oh, there's a girl. Hold on. There's a girl. I'm sorry. The ladies first. Yes. Uh, Roger, I've been like just. Manju. It's Manju. Yes. Hey. Yes. I've just been listening and, uh, you know, trying to grasp everything. And I think that I'm, I'm still, you know, where I need to hear it again, like the whole process. So I know, you know, like I'm dealing with something like what uh, Paget just said. Um, you know, I'm of course naturalized, and also um, I have to take a look at my birth certificate because I was born at home, and at that time Doesn't make any there difference. were no birth, birth certificates. Um, they it's did a, just copy, make a made a copy of my. Well, listen. Uh, if if it wouldn't have fl- meant you, if it wouldn't have flown the first time, you wouldn't be naturalized. Okay, could you do me a favor? And I just want this as a mental tally, so I can go back to this particular, or maybe you want to do it another day. But I just want to like go through it step by step, like what what step one, what step two, what step three. Like, what do we need to do to get this process started? Um, well, the first thing you need, need to, to do, the first thing you need to do is get a, 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 enough of the information under your belt where you get your confidence up. Okay. And that starts the empowerment process. Secondly, you'll get to a point as that goes forward, you'll get to a point where you're ready to take action. Okay. When you take action, you need to get, you, you've, you've had a passport before or not, Manju? Yeah, I have a passport. Okay, well, then you need to get a renewal. Is it still active? It doesn't matter because uh, you're going to apply as a new legal person anyway, but get a renewal form, and they're going to request. the renewal form from where? Well, you can get it online, or you can get it at the post office. Okay. Okay. They'll give you a hard copy, or you can do it, do it online and print it and all that stuff. Uh, go Look over the application. And see what is required. They want you to have a copy of your birth certificate or whatever your birth documents were. Um, you're going to need, uh, you want to have your little affidavit or your declaration written out. Right. I think that's about all you need to enclose, isn't it? Yeah, oh, they're, they're going to want, they're going to want your old passport. Is your, is your passport you've got now active or expired? I think it's active. Oh, they're going to want that. You're going to have to include that, okay? And they're going to send that okay, back then, to they're going to send that back to you immediately, and then they'll send you your new one as it gets processed. But they want if you got especially if you got an active one, they want it, okay? And even sometimes if it's recently expired within a few years, they still want it, and they'll send it back to you with three holes punched in it. Okay, so I can basically go to the post office get the application for a new passport no 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 not no no not a new passport a renewal application Uh, a renewal okay a renewal application and then i attach a copy of my birth certificate well they they all they that's a requirement they always want a copy of your birth certificate original certified copy with your situation whatever it is that you would give them in that case 
original certified. So what does that mean? That means certified? that if you were born in the U.S. you and, and you didn't have one, you could go, go to the Bureau, uh, Bureau of Vital Statistics in the state where you were born and pay them $20, and they'd send you three copies, and it would say certified original stamped on it. But since I wasn't... I don't know. Uh, you know, listen, I you, you may have to call the State Department and ask them. Well, here's a question. What did you give them the first time when you got your last passport? Whatever the answer is to that question would probably be the answer to this one. Okay. I, I'll have to find out because I think my husband did all the... Well, they accepted, they accepted something or you wouldn't have one. And that really so is about I, it, honestly. Okay. Just mail it in, and then that's it. Follow the but instructions in, and decide if you want the passport card, you want another book, or uh, if you want both, or whatever. And, you know, those are decisions you, you, you only you can make. And those are all in the renewal form for the passport? I think or so. I you know, I haven't done one in 10 years, and, and it's not something I look at and deal with regularly. I didn't even know you could mail it in. I thought you had to go to the post office like you do with an original one. So I didn't know you could just get a passport card. So I'm learning here, too. And then when you do mail everything in, you mail it uh, registered? or No, no, certified, certified. certified. So what I do. Okay. So okay, so we'll go 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 do go take care of some of that, and then come back and see if you have any questions, and we'll address them after you got some of that done. Everybody, forget registered. But I mean, I keep trying and begging you, forget registered unless you're sending gold, bearer bonds, jewelry, Rolex watches, something like that. Only certified mail. Well, there's no sense to do it registered. That's not what registered's for. Yes, Dave. You you get your thought back? I did, and Mon Monju gave me my thought process well, back. There you go, first Monju. of all, I gotta chastise you a little bit, Roger. Okay. Your your uh, southern drawl. You're pronouncing her name incorrectly. It's Munju. I've heard her well, say that, Munju. But, but, but you know what, Dave? She answers to Manju. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that's because where she's from, that's where she's from, and, and you know, it comes mm. from upbringing. So, okay. But she's going to be a new person. She is not a new person. She's going to be a new woman. And so she can only answer to her name now, and it's Munju. Well, well, she is going to be. That reminded me what I wanted to say. Okay. Do you all know who? I'm yelling again. Sorry. Yeah. Do you all know who started and owns the 7-Eleven Corporation? The, the Patels. Yes. And do you know what their, their, their food brand is called? Got me. I'm going to tell you. Go yum. Go, go yum. yum. Hey, Manju, I'm going to tell Manju, I love Indian food. Okay. I love your, your, your cuisine over there. Certain parts of it that aren't too hot. Hi, Roger. It's Paget. I'm back. All right, Paget. Boy, that was quick. 
I'm back from talking with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, first of all, my mom tried to call her back on her phone since the woman called her on her phone. Right. And she just kept hanging up on my mom because it just kept going. Bloop, it just kept going away. So I called her on my phone and she answered. <laughs> Good. And um, after I even got done with everything, she was a little rattled and she was kind of like, next time, have your mom talk. <laughs> well, if you'd <laughs> answered the phone, I would have. I know, really. Well, my mom was there to say hi. That's all I wanted her to do. And then I wanted to take over. But anyway, so what we decided to do, because she was tripping over the address and everything, is I said, look, let me just have your email. Oh, but it's this Department of State and it takes a while to get, you know, um, to get to me. And I'm like, just give it to me and I'll I'll shoot it over to you. So I sent her over the link. I highlighted the parts I wanted her to look at. And, um, I, I just, I just gave her my, my address name of my emails so she could find it so she could get it. And then she's like, okay, I've got it. And I'm like, look at it. It says right there. And that is your own document. No, but my supervisor says blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, then, then let me talk to your supervisor. And she's like, well, okay, I'll pass this on to her and I'll let the supervisor. And if that, and I said, look, whatever you do, do not process this application until she can be processed as a U.S. national whatever that takes, you know, and I, I, I wrote down all your words and I said them and, um, you know, and she said, yeah, this may have to go to the legal department. And I'm like, fine, great, bring it up. You know, I'm like, just, just have these people call my mom and talk to us before they do anything because, you know, she wants that passport to be as a national. And I just kept repeating that one line over and over and over that said, all U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals. You know, like I just kept repeating it and repeating it. And then, um, and I go, see that part there where it says, as well as, well, that's talking about the Samoans. That's not talking about my mom. I want you to focus on this part. And so I just kept bringing her back. So I do, yeah, I do think she got a little rattled. And so next we have to take on the the supervisor. Uh, It's the first time I've ever heard of any problems in this situation, in that processing on, especially this on a naturalized person. Uh, And then she's like, you know, any other people? Do I have any names? I'm like, I'm not giving you names. I'm like, first of all, I would have to get permission from people to use their names. But you, you know, you're the one with the database. You have, you have thousands, hundreds and thousands of nationals who, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how many of them were born. Uh, in- Do- Donald Trump, for starters. Donald Trump, for starters. Uh, yeah, well, was he know. born in the United States? See, um, the yeah. problem is that my mom wasn't born in the United She's States. naturalized. <laughs> So he wasn't born in the United uh, but, States. Uh, but you see, the 14th right. Amendment says all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof. Well, I may have been by mistake, but I ain't subject to it anymore, and this proves it. And the other thing is, you could tell him, Paget is, you know, that's not your decision. It's my decision as to what my status is. If you tell me it's your decision, it's tyranny. Are you an open tyrant? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. They're becoming open tyrants. Well, they want, well, they want to be. And that's the reason they fight this is because this takes away their ability to be a non-open tyrant and still be a tyrant. Yeah, and the, I didn't tell her this at all, but my application is going through one week in front of my mom's, and I um, I haven't had any problems. 
You know, no, and neither I, has anybody I, else. I think it's the South Africa trigger. I think it's the South African too. Or, I've been on trains with her where people have gotten on with guns to get her off when we were overseas. You're kidding. Because, yeah, because they didn't like her South African oh. passport. And um, so we had to talk our way out of that and get through where we were. Yeah, I mean, all listen, kinds of stuff. I had, yeah. I had a good friend who was from Rhodesia in in argentina his name's johnny hill he's a great guy okay harvey you'd love this guy he was a fought in the rhodesian army and in the war over there and uh then he went down to south africa before he immigrated to argentina and he had he didn't have an argentine passport yet he had a south african passport and he went to visit his sister in australia and on the way back they wouldn't let him on the plane yeah okay he uh, he called it a black mamba <laughs> yeah we my uh my uncle and my three cousins were from rhodesia and when they changed it to zimbabwe right they would not give the white people citizenship right and so yeah my family's had all kinds of trouble yeah. with yeah. with things like that yeah johnny you'd love johnny harvey he's really a heck of a guy uh that guy could fix yes. anything he could fix anything He'd go to the uh, junkyard and find 100-year-old pieces of equipment that were all rusty and somebody had discarded, like to cut hay and stuff or alfalfa, and he'd bring it yeah. back and have that thing totally operable, man. <laughs> Unbelievable guy. Yeah, there's a guy like that on uh, on YouTube. Named, I think his name is Henry Fielding. Uh, black guy, an engineer, and he showed he'll go grab all sorts of junk, washing machines, and pull them apart. And he loves electrical stuff. Man, you know, I I look at that and I say, you know, I've got some gifts, but I don't have them like that. that Johnny had, he married an Argentine gal because his doctor's daughter who's an architect down there. And uh, he was always looking for ways to make money. He's very industrious, you know. And he started, they had an old family recipe for sun-dried tomatoes. And Johnny set up on part of his land a whole growing operation for Roma tomatoes and a whole system that he totally designed on how to get those things cut in half and 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 dried and go through this whole process. And I, I didn't like sun-dried tomatoes. Sometimes they're like eating anchovies, you know. Man, I'm telling you what, these things are the best things you ever put in your mouth. Whatever they that family recipe was, holy smokes. I didn't care I don't care if it was meat, tomato uh, eggs, whatever you were eating it with, it just really enhanced the taste. But good old Johnny Hill, I sure miss him. He was a good friend. Um well, so what else, what other problems or situations can we deal with for folks? Anybody have anything to deal with? I still haven't gotten an email from this guy, Jeff. So I don't know. I don't know what where to tell you. I'm going to be for those of you who like to listen to this, but I'll find out and I'll tell you where you can listen to the. Well, got, did anybody go to Rumble and see if there's a channel for the gatekeepers? Nobody did it. Uh, that's probably where if we do do something, and I'm sure we will here because he's seen. Roger, like he, yes, Murr did. I'm oh. pretty sure it was Murr, and they put a link. In okay, here. okay. So there is a channel for the gatekeeper or gatekeepers, one of those two on Rumble, and his stuff's over there. So uh, that's one place you can get it. Somewhere in iTunes and the app. Roger, I tried to go, but I got in a rumble at the gates of hell. Okay, well, I I know that's a tough situation. We're glad you made it through it, Dave. 
Did you ever, you know, did you ever hear did that I? story? I heard, yeah, yes, yes, somebody. Hello? Yeah, this is Randy from hey, South Randy. Dakota. Hey, Randy. Can you oh, hear Randy. me okay? Yeah, yeah, you're Dave's buddy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I listened to you on RBN yesterday. Good. You've done a good job on John's show. Thank you. Yeah, awesome job on John's show. Good. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I um, thank you. Thanks for returning my email, and I got the information. And I was just wanting to read my. Uh, I didn't. I wrote up my affidavit. I was just wanting to read it to you to okay. see what if if it sounds uh, complete or not. Run it. Run okay. it. No, it's not two. Th- cover it's pages. Not, it's not two or three pages, is it? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no. It, the cover page is attention, head of administration, administrative records, from Randolph Ray Danberg, Hand County, South Dakota, United States of America, unincorporated. And it says, please find my notarized citizenship evidence enclosed, and please place this citizenship evidence firmly, permanently in my administrative file. I've attached additional documentation verifying my declaration of citizenship, and then I put their address at the bottom. In the first page, I uh, page one or two, and I headlined it uh, affidavit filing national affidavit with U.S. Secretary of State, Attention Administration Records Department, and their address. And number one, I Randolph Danberg here in affiant declare our certified verified state under penalty of perjury of the laws of the United States. Okay. Of America, and then number two of, of America, of America would be, of, would be better. Yeah, That's of, the without jurat. Okay, you're using the laws, within jurat of the United States of America. Yeah, correct. That the foregoing is true and correct. And right. Executed, executed on this day, September. Okay, number two. I Randolph Ray Danberg declare and certify, verify, and state that I am above the age of consent. And I put my birth date. Okay. And then I, Randolph Danberg, being duly sworn, hereby declare my intentions to be a national, but not a citizen of the United States. Yeah, I, you know, you might put my four, you might put my intention, desire, desire. Uh, what that that'll work. What you got to work. I just usually my do intention that. to be. Yeah. Duly sworn, hereby declare my intention to be national, but not a citizen of the United States. It works. That's, and you might you might put at the end under the. 14th Amendment. Just to ram it up their Barrett's bag, you don't have to. You may want to. Go ahead. Under the 14th Amendment? Yeah. Just so, okay. I, you know, you don't have to put that. It's just a little more clarification and, and you know, rubbing their nose yeah. in it, but that's okay. Go ahead. Okay. And then number four, witness testimony affirming Randolph Ray Danberg is the living man born on South Dakota soil here in South Dakota. Beetle County okay. and my birthday and then witness older brother and then another witness older sister yeah and then and then uh I, then my certificate of service and I put my put my name and address and phone number on it okay and I have a place for my notary and and my notary okay well if you're going to uh, do the two, two witnesses if, if you got two witnesses you don't need the notary if you got the notary you don't need the two witnesses it's almost ambiguous but go ahead so that's that's pretty much it. Original instrument okay. I put on there, and okay. and uh, and I'm applying just for the. Uh, I, oh, I'm I'm not applying for the passport card because I'm in the middle of a court case. It, it has a uh, they have a felony on me, so I don't dare apply for the passport card. 
So I'm just trying to uh, what? Now let's 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 let's, inve- let's investigate that. Who, who? What? You mind if I ask what the felony's about? Okay, I've been targeted by the sheriff's department here in the county for a couple years because I I uh, threatened to run for uh, constitutional sheriff and they kind of got my number and I've been getting targeted by them and hey, what's the charge? And I got and I got thrown down in front of the grocery store um uh and they charged me for uh well the first the reason they pulled me over was for uh not having uh having a revoked driver's license that's what their initial pullover was for that should have nothing that should have nothing to do with you getting a passport but go ahead yeah but anyhow then then uh they went and uh threw me on the ground and wrote me up for resisting arrest uh Class five felony with for uh, controlled substance and and uh, and then uh, what was the other one? Oh, and then there's a couple guns in the vehicle, so or in the automobile, so so they added on. Uh, they're they're, uh, they're threatening him with thirty three years, up to thirty three years of jail time, and okay. it's well, all trumped up trumped well, up charges. Unfortunately, unfortunately, is because you're a citizen or a resident, they were able to do that. I don't yeah, think I that would stand. I, mean, I, understand I don't think it. I don't think it would stand one way in any way, shape, or form in in front of you getting a passport. So you may want to rethink that and do it with a passport application. Just get a card, and uh, you know yep. the worst thing they can tell you is no. Okay, and if they tell you no, your response is, "Where do I start my administrative remedies?" And you start going up okay. the chain. Okay. So, well, I just, I thought I read that somewhere on the passport application that uh, something about a felony. Well, but they hadn't convicted you yet. You're but only they, charged. They, no, I know. Okay. Well, that's, if you're not a conviction, that's, that's it's just somebody's so, charge. But uh, but then there's, there's this here that I, that I, I don't know if I got it from you or where, where it come from, but I got this public law 94-241. 94th Congress Joint Resolution, Section 302. And that one, um, you read it. John read it on, on uh, RBN yesterday. And I was kind of amazed because I, I must have got it from you then. Uh, what but it reads, any person who becomes a citizen of the United States solely by virtue of the provisions of Section 301 may, within six months after the effective date of the section or within six months after reaching the age of 18 oh that's on that that's on the bottom that's on the bottom of that certificate of non-citizen nationality okay (laughs) okay but it it reads that go ahead well it reads that making a declaration under oath before any court established by by the constitution or or the united states or commonwealth but I planned on reading reading this here public law in court Tuesday, and uh, seeing if that has any effect. Oh, I, I don't and know. And then reading this here. 
You know what? I, I tell people to disregard that because what's really important is the one sentence underneath it that shows you a one sentence rebuttal on how to rebut the presumption and get away with it. And the reason I liked it so much, you know, who found that is our buddy Alan. I don't know if Alan's on with us today or not, but it's one of the joys of having you new students that get on there and you really start digging into this stuff. I don't do that anymore. You know, I did it a lot 30 over the years and I've got my arms around it. But when I seized and he turned us onto that one sentence, because that fits in exactly with my plans of trying to simplify this instead of having people go in and have to worry about legal language and I'm a white this and I'm a that. And, you know, because now we. We know that all you have to do is rebut the presumption. It doesn't really matter what you say as long as you effectively rebut the presumption. And you're one sentence there. Now, what I think is going on, if you're on that paragraph you're reading, it's talking about somebody in Guam or the Northern Mariana Islands. And I think at one point, those were included in with American Samoa. They've separated them now. American Samoans the only one that doesn't have birthright citizenship. But I think at one time they had the ability of that in the other, those other two territories, Guam and Northern Mariana Islands. And they're specifically talking about somebody in one of those territories that's 18 years old. Okay. And it's like I told John yesterday, how many 18-year-olds want to go through and know enough to change their status to where they're not going to be able to get any of the goodies the rest of their life. Okay. Okay. So I don't know why it's there. I just know that Alan found that sentence, and when he read it to us, I went, holy smokes, there's a one-sentence rebuttal. Because that's what it is. Okay. But and that's uh, I ran, being duly sworn hereby declare my intention to be a national. Correct. And I and I I would dress it up with my intention, my desire, and commitment to be a change my political status to a national, as opposed to a citizen of the United States under the scope and purview of the Fourteenth Amendment. I'd dress it up, but I'm much more familiar with that than than most of, if not anybody, and uh, understand that. And I the simplicity of what they have there is really beautiful. Okay, and obviously they Roger, if I may. Yes, Dave. So isn't an affidavit is supposed to be just fact, no emotion, and desire and commitment are kind of like could be, you know, could be. I, I mean, anyway, I don't. They're not going to kick it out because you use uh, an emotional word in there. Okay. I get. I understand what you're saying, but you know, an affidavit of fact is that. And well, how do they? Anyway, how can they prove it's not your intention and commitment to do it? If your statement well, is affidavit, well, they can't. So under an affidavit, it's your statement. They got to disprove it. No, he didn't have the commitment and desire to do this. He was pulling the wool over our eyes. Well, we, well, we we brought in our State Department shrink board, and uh, they say you got a, a disorder of desire and commitment and we need to drug you up for that okay keep it simple <laughs> uh, you know see here everybody w- see how complicated this crap gets and it doesn't need to be that way <laughs> i i agree okay it doesn't say desire it says declare my okay. intention all right yeah there you go you're declaring it i guess that includes your desire and your declaration doesn't it 
I I added I added because I I listened to another guy talking about his what what something he wrote that he had luck with, and he and he took some stuff. He was studying the Bible or whatever and stuff too, but he used the word, uh, and I put it like this: my intention to elect to be. Well, it, well it is your election. He used the, he used the word elect. Well, that's great. I got no problem it, with that at all because it's your decision. You don't have no problem with that. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, but the word elect is is something. Is something uh, they use like like we're electors, we're not voters. That's right. That's right. You know, it you doesn't know, really matter what you know words you use, as long as you use something that rebuts their presumption. Okay. Okay. They'll recognize but, any uh, of it as long as it rebuts the presumption. But. Uh, <laughs> And the, yeah, in fact, they've got I'm, to accept it because it's your decision, not theirs. But so I'm trying to put a, I'm trying to kind of put a template together so that uh, you know, I, I talk to uh, a lot of people on uh, different calls weekly, and uh, I know a lot of people that are trying to do Anna's paperwork. And a lot of them aren't having any much luck, seems like. And so I'm trying to get them to to look at this. They may this need way. to. They may need and, to contact the Pope or the mothership. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Robert. Man, yeah. But Brian, well, I want to, I yield, I want to talk you to you for your information. You're very welcome, Randy. We're really glad you came on and asked the questions, and I think what you have right there okay. is just fine. Okay. Now, I would. I don't think there's okay. any problem with you applying for a passport, and I think uh, I don't know about the okay. courts up there in South Dakota or North Dakota. South Dakota, right? South Dakota. Yeah. Uh, well, South Dakota. hopefully you'll get that kicked out of court, and they'll see the uh, frivolousness of what they've done. Uh, but I wouldn't have any problem with applying for a passport in your current situation from what I know. Okay. Now you may want to go ahead and send it to them cold to the administrative records department and just cover both bases. I'll leave that up to you. Okay. What I tell people is like filing it in the local property records office. If it makes you sleep better at night doing that, you go do it. You mean in uh, register of deeds? Yeah. Property records. Where the IRS files their notice of yep. liens. Why do you think yep. they file those there? Because you're their property. That's where you... County assessment. That's one of the places you birth. I, I, no, I don't know about your birth certificate, but that's where all the... You know, it's public notice. When it's in the property records office, yeah. it's public notice. So now you've hit fill, fill part of the requirements of due process. Notice. Anybody got an objection? No? Then it must stand. See, I've been trying to do this for about three years, and I've been to two register of deeds offices in two different counties here, and they they they. They give me the cold shoulder, and well, and never that, seen nothing like that. Well, of course not. I have to well, ask the, the state's attorney about it. And, well, here's the here's the question you ask them. Then why do you let the IRS file a notice of lien there? Yeah. 
Okay. We're about ready to run out of time, kids. Has anybody got anything else pressing? I mean, we'll be back tomorrow, obviously. Roger. Yes. Leon here. Hey, Leon, Leon, you're back. Well, it clicks on and off, and I'm busy working at the same time, so I don't want to bug you guys when I can't be intent on it. But before you go, I think if they'd stick with just what you got and stick with a nice paragraph you put together there, there ain't hardly anybody can rebut but the 14th Amendment. Then the choice is, remember, we go down the road here and get enough that's going here. You remember, our government is, is in, um, instead of nobody, the seats are still there, but there's nobody sitting in them. Correct. But when we, become, when we become nationals, we can sit in those seats, and then justice will finally prevail. But it's going to take time to do that, and we're running out, but we need to get as many people on board as we can. The other question I had was, I was on your show, Roger, if it was on Jim's show, somebody mentioned some kind of act in 1926 where they changed it over to the mess we're in now, and I couldn't remember what that was. I guess uh, I just had to... Uh, Leon, I, your, your phone is over-modulating, and I think you're too close to it, and I'm having a hard time distinctly making out what you're saying. Could you repeat yeah. that last part about... You heard it on my show or, or Jim's? 1926, somebody said there was an act in 19... 19- 26 with the change of format of our government. No, Besides, no, it was March the 9th, 1933. Well, that's the one, but somebody mentioned there was another act. It must have been on Jim Shaw. might have been. Well, up until 1933, they were using gold and silver. That proves to you there wasn't a change. No, I know that, and also give it a debts by charging and discharging them. Right? I've been through that whole routine before, and Facts are facts, but nobody wants to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, they're very we, irritating. I heard some that people. same thing, Roger. We don't. Well, look, we're gonna have there. Nineteen twenty-six. I, I have no idea what you're talking about, and uh, I hear the whistler in the background. You guys can't hear it, and what that signifies is that we're off of the program here today and about to get kicked off the server. Uh, so if you want to bring that up tomorrow, go find and research a little bit about it and find out what you're talking about and let's deal with it. But just some act in 1926 doesn't help me too much. Okay. So. Thank you, Roger, and God bless. Okay. Well, thank you, Randy. Good to hear from you. and glad you got in today. And if anybody else, Manju, go get your stuff and find out what questions you need answered. And anybody else has got them, we'll be back tomorrow. I got a few requests for documents sitting here in my email, and I'm looking for some way to connect with this guy, Jeff uh, Dornick, uh, and see if we're going to do a show in 30 minutes. So. Uh, anyway, I'll uh, see y'all tomorrow. Have a good day. I'm going to go look at an apartment this afternoon and uh, pick up some money. One of you wonderful, wonderful people were generous enough to send through Jack. Thank you, Richard in Texas. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. So have a great day. Jim Bram is next. And we will see you shortly. We're idle already, as a matter of fact. So uh, you guys have a- Remember, Roger... Remember, un-Jew, un-Jew, mun-Jew, it's un-Jew. Okay, mun, M-U-N-J-U. M-U-N, Yeah, she answers to what I call her. Dave, she answers to what I call her. Why you want to compliment?